You're listening to Journeys, a bite-sized podcast produced by Kama DC. Kama is a nonprofit giving a platform to immigrants in the DMV area to share their stories, skills, and experiences. This is the third of four episodes exploring Afghan experiences that will be released every Friday this month. I'm your host, Priyanka Tilve, and today's guest is Armina Hamidi. She sought asylum in the U.S. as a child with her parents and siblings in 1988. Today, she works as a caseworker for refugees coming to the DMV area and is also a mother and an actress. I started our conversation by asking Zermina what inspires her as she continues to succeed in so many projects simultaneously. The more I look into it, the more I realize my inspiration comes from my father. My father uh, was a very compassionate man. And um, I think it just it just uh, came uh, to us, uh, all his children. Um, so I, um, I find myself doing all these different things. Um, it's funny because my father used to say, do one thing and do it good. But I find myself doing all sorts of things, yet it's always uh, reminded me of my father. And it always, the one thing in my mind is, uh, of course, after God, uh, it's, I want to, I want my father to be happy. And would this make my father happy? And um, I am a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, a sister. Um, and I, I also happen to be a, currently a case manager for the Afghan refugees uh, that came here. Um, and I'm an actress, which is a really newfound um, career path for me, which I didn't know I had it in me, but uh, I do. <laughs> so uh, it's it's exciting. Um, and why not wear many hats? Uh, I think I, I think women are powerful enough to wear many hats and excel in all of them. I completely agree. And I mean, your dad said to do one thing and do it well, but you're doing lots of things well. So yeah. no, no harm in that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Can you tell me um, a bit about your dad's journey to the U.S. and then back to Afghanistan and just like briefly what his life journey was? So my father um, was a father of five daughters um, in Afghanistan. Uh, he didn't have the sons yet. Um, he uh, supported uh, the five daughters, my mom, my grandmother, and my aunt uh, in Kabul. And when uh, the Soviets invaded, um, he had to take us to safety. So we um, escaped and went to Pakistan and we were refugees there for six years. And then in 1988, we became second time refugees in the United States. We didn't have a choice um, because our lives were also in danger in Pakistan. Uh, we were not allowed to go to school um, and things were not as, you know, he had, we had hoped for. Um, he just didn't see opportunity for his children. Um, so we he applied for us to come here to the United States. And uh, we came in 1988 and we started life from scratch. Um, and uh, that's that's was our journey. And, um, you know, we lived we've been living here for a about 34 years now. Uh, in 2007, um, my father decided to go back to Afghanistan and serve um, Afghanistan because he wasn't able to when the Soviets invaded um, due to the, you know, he had to protect his family. Um, so he uh, went back and he was given the um, position of uh, mayor of Kandahar city. Um, and yeah, so he his, his dream was to help out and, and rebuild the country. Um, that he had to leave behind during the Soviet war. That's amazing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and I um, I just thought of this this morning, actually. Um, when we were refugees in Pakistan, 
um, he had a close friend um, and his friend's mom, he called her his second mom. They uh, came to Pakistan uh, as refugees, uh, like a few years after us. And I was, I think about six years old back then. His friend came and he helped his friend start a new life um, in the, like we lived in a community there and he um, found him a house. Uh, they built a house for him. And uh, he also helped him start his own business, which was a little um, market where they sold vegetables and things like that. It was literally a hut uh, in the, like, as you enter the community, he built him a hut and he sold uh, vegetables and fruit right there. And I remember my mom made, uh, we call it shornakhod. It's a, it's a um, specialty in Afghanistan. It's, it's chickpeas and you put like chutney sauce and stuff on it. It's like street food. She would make that and he would sell it. And that's how we help this refugee family, being refugees ourselves. And I think that was, uh, I don't know, I, this morning I woke up and, and I just, it, that thought just came to my head like, oh my God, that was the first time I was exposed to human service. And I learned that from my dad. Um, so definitely my dad mm. is my inspiration in every aspect. Yeah, I mean, like you, you'd already mentioned the word compassion and that story really just exudes compassion. That's who he was. Mm. What are some of the other like traits that come to mind when you think about who your dad was or like other really prominent stories um, that define him? Um, my father was a man of principle, uh, respect. He was a man of God. Uh, he, he uh, as Muslims, uh, you know, there are certain rules, certain things we follow, certain rituals we follow. He followed those. He made sure that whatever he did was within the frame uh, of, of Islam. And um, compassion is a big part of our religion as well. Uh, so my dad, he was... Um, conservative yet very um nowadays when we think of conservative people we think of you know unfortunate it's unfortunate that we think like this but we think of people that are backwards thinking that are you know 100 years back um you know he was conservative but he was a really forward thinking man um education was uh really important to him and that's the main reason why we came as refugees to the United States. He wanted his children to have the opportunities that we were not allowed to have back home. Um, Afghanistan being in war and, you know, Pakistan being a, you know, a center for, you know, a lot of refugees, but, you know, we had a lot of walls um, that, you know, we couldn't cross. So our only um, hope was to come to the United States and continue living here. So I'd say my father was, he was a mix of, a lot of good qualities, uh, but again, compassion always stands out. Um, the, the fact that, you know, he was a man of principle. Uh, he stuck to what he said, and um, usually he was he was right about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's the kind of man he was. Uh, I always say my dad had a sixth sense about people, and uh, it's he really did. <laughs> he knew people. He, I guess, he lived life long enough to just know people. When you know the first, the first impression, he picked up on people really quickly. So um, I, we always talk about him. Like everybody he talked to us about, he ended up being correct. Wow. <laughs> so um, he had, he was a man with the sixth sense. Like he really, he really knew people, and he mm -hmm. could really read people. Um, you talked about like, yeah, he's a man of principle. He always did was right. I imagine that there must have been some times that that 
part of his personality really came forward when he was um, the mayor of Kandahar in 2007? Yes. Um, yeah. So when he became mayor, you know, after living in the United States and going back to, you know, Kandahar after such a long time, um, there were certain aspects he, you know, you know, when you live somewhere for a long time, you get adjusted, you, you pick up from where you are, from your environment, from, you know, your surroundings. When he went back to Kandahar, he noticed a lot of things. As mayor, um, he had the the power to change a few things around. Uh, one thing he did uh, was worked on was uh, right away was to build sidewalks in the city. Shops would like, you know, things would be out inside their shop, but then they would always extend their products outside into the sidewalk. Um, and so due to that, uh, there were a lot of accidents happening. A lot of people were getting hit by cars um, and a lot of children. So what he did was he enforced this um this rule that when you're when you have a shop on the street, you need to keep all your things inside your shop. You cannot extend your things outside because that's endangering people's lives. They have to walk around it, go on the street to walk around your things. Initially, people didn't take that well, so he he was criticized for that. But he stuck to his rules, um, and um, you know he finally made it happen. Uh, the shops uh, they were not happy, but. You know, when it comes to saving human life, you just kind of have to sometimes stick to your principle and say, this is how it's going to be. You're going to have to do something about your your shop. Um, so that was one thing um, that a lot of shop owners were not happy about. Uh, but eventually he succeeded. Um, he was able to build those sidewalks and, you know, people were able to walk on them and, um, you know, saved a lot of lives in that sense. Um, another thing he was... Um, really passionate about was uh, bringing light into the city uh, as the, the you know you may know and everyone else Afghanistan um, doesn't have electricity like everyone else um, so his goal was to build solar lights throughout the city so um, he was working with Canada to get these uh, solar lights in the city um, and he was able to install it on one street before he was assassinated and um I remember when we went back in 2011, um, there was a lady uh, who came and she was crying and she was praying for him. And she said that her son had um, exams uh, and they didn't have any lighting in the house. So he went outside and the, the, the few solar lights that my dad had built, one of them happened to be outside their house. She said, my son came outside in the dark and he was able to study under the light that the solar lights provided. Oh, beautiful. And and that story always sticks to me. And I feel like he achieved what he wanted to achieve uh, because here he was passionate about education, mm -hmm. getting people educated, and he wanted to provide light for the city. And this solar light, this project that he was so passionate about, kind of brought those both together. Um, the fact that he, there was that light and there was a student who was able to study under that light for his exams. Um, so it, this is, it's so dear to my heart. Uh, this is why I say he's my inspiration uh, because he's done these amazing things. Yeah, wow. It sounds like, I mean, he, he was spreading light figuratively and literally in so yeah, many different ways. Exactly. He sounds yes. like a, a truly great man. He really was. He really was. Um, I'm I'm terribly sorry about the the way he passed. That's yeah. Really I, sad. I think uh, this world doesn't appreciate good 
people enough and yeah. um <laughs> it's uh it's sad but i think he's left i'm so proud of him um and i know that he's left behind a legacy and uh hopefully uh those who appreciated him will continue his work um in kandahar city and elsewhere um i know my kids uh you know they were very young when um when my father passed uh but they know his stories and uh they often talk about him and they often talk about how they want to be as good as humans as their grandfather was so um that means a lot yeah that's beautiful um and and in that way his legacy is continuing to push forward yes yes i i, I just i personally am inspired by your dad and everything yes. that you just told me and it sounds like he like was like you were saying a man of principle he would come up with these ways to help a community and then he'd actually follow through and that's such a rare trait yeah i mean that was him that was him all the time um i mean he 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 always meant well he always um made decisions based on you know whatever he thought was the best way um he always analyzed his situations analyzed before he made a decision but the decision he always made was what he thought was best for him his family the community and people and um so yes he was stubborn in that sense but he was always right <laughs> yes 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 so yeah he didn't live for people he didn't um he didn't care uh, about what people thought yeah so i think that's definitely passed on to us <laughs> yeah you know when you look at your life over the past few years, what do you think your dad would have to say about how things have played out for you? I think my dad would um support me. Um he over the years he saw he saw me grow up obviously in front of him and he saw that uh what I was doing was uh, kind of following his footsteps, so I think he would definitely support me. The fact that I chose to um you know i i'm representing an afghan woman on uh, national tv um it's a uh, it's something he would definitely um uh, be proud of yeah and that and that support. show is called uh the united states of al right that's it's the show it's called the united states of al yes my character is an afghan mother um who still lives in kabul and her son uh served as an interpreter for uh the united states and he has come to the united states as an siv and he's living with his um host uh, family which is his best friend uh Riley uh, who's the um United States uh, veteran um and so my character Gulbashnar and her son Al they're always talking to each other on FaceTime and uh so she's being a mom just uh, like every other mom um of course you know she's a widow uh she's raised her kids um as a single mom in Kabul uh, and um here she is still uh being there by her son's side and and that's that's what an afghan mom is just like every other mom we're concerned about our children uh and their well-being and we support our children and uh and and so this is something um like the world hasn't seen an afghan woman in a positive light uh, especially in a in 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 hollywood uh it's something that uh is new it's something that's different and uh you know we're getting more and more representation um in that sense and uh why not represent that afghan mother yeah i love that 
Um, and I'm so glad you're doing that. I need to watch that show. I still haven't yes. gotten around yes, to it. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, but I will absolutely let you know when I start watching and I'll let you know when I get to the episode that you're on. I'm a guest star, so I'm not in every episode. I am um, in the first season. I was in one episode. The second season, I'm in the first episode of the second season, which is actually a really important episode because they're highlighting the um, the Afghan uh, evacuation, uh, what happened. Oh, on August fifteenth, wow. so oh it's gosh, a it's okay. a really special episode dedicated to Afghans and particularly our Afghan writers and staff um, who and everyone uh, in the production because as the evacuations were happening, uh, our production team was helping evacuate so many Afghans, uh, their friends, their families, uh, you know. Um, so it's 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 a really intense episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and that that's how we started off season two. Wow. It sounds both heavy and important. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, Zermina, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me um, and share these stories and tell me about your dad. Um, it's, it's been a really lovely conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me and giving me that uh, platform to speak about my dad, who's always been and always will be my inspiration. All of us here at The Journeys Podcast are so grateful to Zermina for sharing her story with us. And thank you as well for listening. We have two more episodes of our Afghan miniseries coming out this month, so be sure to tune in for that. And if you're interested in learning more about how to support the Afghan community and refugees in the DMV area, please visit our website at kamadc.org. That's K-A-M-A-D-C.org. Or our Instagram at comma.dc. Thank you for listening.